0: I heard a story some time ago about a distracted mom and her little girl. The girl was trying to tell mom about uh, one of those things that little girls sometimes talk about. You know, maybe it was um, something on a cartoon that she watched or a conversation she had with her doll or something of that sort. And mom being busy with her her own work, she she would acknowledge the child was speaking to her with little responses like, "Hmm, really? Okay. That's nice. Do any of your parents ever do that? When your parent your your child is talking to you and and it's not it's not so much that you don't care, but, but you have you have grown up things to deal with. And sometimes truth being told, sometimes you're just not that interested in what they're talking about. So you you kind of half pay attention. But you're really mostly focused on the task at hand, the thing that that's your priority. Well, that, that's where that mom was, and, and that's where her mind was as the, the, the child is speaking to her and talking about whatever is going on there, and until the child says to her, Mom, you're not listening to me. Yes, I am, dear. No, you're not listening with your eyes. <laughs> that phrase, listening with your eyes, is, is really what makes this story stick in, in my head, You're not listening with your eyes. The mom was listening to the daughter. The words went into her ears. She heard them. She even acknowledged some of what was being said. It was being processed, but she wasn't listening with her eyes. She wasn't giving her daughter her full attention. In our gospel lesson today, there's a similar conversation it was during the Feast of Dedication. That would, that would be the dedication of the temple. Uh, so, this conversation takes place in December during the, the holiday that we know as Hanukkah. Yeah, Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. And John writes So the Jews gathered around him. And, and I probably need to pause on that right there for just a moment uh, because this is something that John does that, that I've often thought kind of strange. He depicts Jesus in conflict with the Jews. Is this some kind of first century anti-Semitism? Why is he calling out the Jews? Well, no, it's not anti-Semitism. John himself is Jewish. So is Jesus. So are almost all the people in John's gospel. So whatever reason, John uses the Jews as kind of a shorthand for the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the people who support them. And I thought, I thought that might be an important topic to touch on, at least just briefly, in light of the recent uptick of anti-Semitism in the world. It's not justified by the Bible, although there certainly are verses that can be twisted to seem like it supports hatred of the Jews or of others. But if you read through the scriptures, there is no reason to hate. In fact, Jesus calls us to love. And so there, there's no hatred behind these words. And, and, and as I use them, there's no hatred behind them. Uh, I use them with the same intention that John did. They, they signify the, the leaders uh, of that time. So the Jews gathered around Jesus and asked him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Now, listen, listen to Jesus' response. I told you, and you do not believe. So, when? When did Jesus tell them that he was the Christ, that he was the, the Messiah, that he was the promised Savior? Where, where is that passage? Well, there was this time that Jesus was at a wedding in Cana, and, and he turned water into wine. And then there was this time that that he went into the temple and there were people in there who were were selling animals for sacrifices and they were changing money and he drove them all out and he said, my house shall be, my father's house shall be a house of prayer, not a den of robbers. And and there was that time that he healed a man on the Sabbath. That was very controversial to to do some kind of work on the Sabbath. And John tells us that, that the Jews sought to kill Jesus then, not because of the healing, but because he was even calling God his father, making himself equal with God. That's a direct quote from John chapter five. He was making himself equal with God. Then there, there, there are those times that Jesus made these, these we call them I am statements. You, you might remember that when Moses met God at the burning bush, Moses asked God what to say when they say who sent me. And, and he. Uh, God gives him his name. And he says, I am who I am. And so for the Jewish people hearing Jesus say, I am, that's something that's going to uh, to kind of peak in their ears. And so Jesus makes statements like, I am the bread of life. Or I am the light of the world. He goes on to say, if you knew me, you would know the Father. Or how about that time when he said, before Abraham was... I am. I am. He uses God's name in this way. And when when Jesus said this, the people picked up stones to stone him because they understood what he was saying about himself. That he was saying that he is God, that he is the Christ, this promised Savior. And then there was this time that Jesus healed a man who was born blind. Do you know, in the whole Old Testament, do you know how many blind people receive their sight? Exactly zero. Zip, zilch, none. But there were prophecies that the Christ would give sight to the blind. Jesus gave sight to several blind people during his earthly ministry, I- including a man who was born blind in the chapter right before our reading for today. All of John chapter 9 is the account of Jesus giving sight to this blind man and and, and what happened afterwards. And then John chapter 10 talks about Jesus being the good shepherd. And and they ask this question, you know, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? Well, he just healed the blind man. The sign that he is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. Jesus says, I told you. But you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you're not among my sheep. In other words, you're not listening with your eyes. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Today, the main way that we hear Jesus' voice is with our eyes. We hear his voice as we read the Bible. These words which are written so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, and by believing we may have life in his name. It is so important to read the Bible, even just a little each day, because these are the words of eternal life, words that carry Jesus to us. They're like the voice of a shepherd guiding where he leads us. So we hear Jesus' voice, and we're called to follow him. Hearing his voices is not a time to vaguely listen. Hmm, really? Okay, that's nice, Jesus. Hearing Jesus is extremely important. This This is about eternal life. We hear the voice of the one who gives us eternal life, and we do well to listen with our eyes, to give him our full attention, and then to follow him. What does following Jesus look like? It looks like repentance. Repentance is when we turn away from sin, living in Jesus' forgiveness. Well, how do, we, how do we know what sin is? By listening to Jesus' voice as it echoes to us through the prophets and the apostles who recorded it on, on paper and ink for us. Following Jesus looks like love. It looks like loving God. How do we love God? Well, he says we love God when when we listen to his son and when we believe in him. And following Jesus looks like loving our neighbors. Loving one another. Loving our enemies. Loving them enough to introduce them to Jesus so they can hear his voice and follow him too. Listen with your eyes so that Jesus so that when Jesus says to you, your sins are forgiven. I love you. I've laid down my life for you. I've risen from the dead. You may hear those words as words of eternal life. He has rescued you from sin and death, and no one can snatch you away from him. He has redeemed you and made you his own. All of this is because he is the good shepherd who loves you, who lays down his life for us, and is risen from the dead. He lives and he reigns to all eternity. And he continues to draw people to himself, to to bring his flock in. And now, now, we listen to his voice and follow him. Amen.